Good evening, everybody, or good morning, depending on what time you're listening to this. Uh, welcome to the Of Saints and Sinners podcast. Uh, what number is this for us, bro? This is number 26. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So It's been quite a while since March, I guess. But uh, yeah. yeah, so we got a lot of stuff lined up for you guys tonight. Obviously, we had some big news over the weekend and some little uh, smaller topics as well. But before we do that, uh, we have this new segment where we have either a testimony or a confession every week. So um, which one are you going to do, Devin? I'm doing a confession. Okay, you go first. I, I feel like mine is kind of a mess. So go ahead. Okay, mine is, I'm a little embarrassed to say this. So essentially, I find that I really, and I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I hate brushing my teeth at night like before <laughs> I go to bed. <laughs> okay. And, and it's not it's not a thing about like oh just being lazy. It's more about when I wake up in the morning, my mouth feels nasty. Like it just doesn't have that same like holding me out through over the night the way that brushing my teeth first thing in the morning or like brushing my teeth after I eat mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. lunch or something yeah, yeah. just holds me out through the rest of the day. Like brushing my teeth at night, I find is so pointless. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I wake up and I'm like, my mouth just feels, it either feels dry or it feels like, like yuck, like yucky. And so I'm just like, I might as well just wait till the morning. But I do brush my teeth at night. I do floss every day. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I try to keep it hygienic. I just have, it's, it is just something I don't like to do. So that's my confession. <laughs> Before I do mine, I just want to say, I don't think people really know or do what it takes to uh, maintain oral hygiene. Yeah. Like no, people no. don't know. <laughs> I'm so weak. People don't realize <laughs> like flossing is like essential. It's not just brushing. It is literally flossing uh daily if you can yeah yeah at least three times a week yeah like, that's that's every other day you know at least i remember i want to change the names of the people in this story because i don't know if this person actually listens okay but there was a time myself and three associates we were on the train. Oh my, and... <laughs> my mind went right back to it. We we were on the train, and one of the people. It, so, for anyone who is from New York or who has visited New York, if you've been on the B or the D trains, or even the A or C trains, sometimes they are they are set up in a way that some of the seats are perpendicular to each other. For those of you who don't know what perpendicular means, it means they are situated at a 90-degree 90 de- 90 angle. So there's uh, one seat for that sits three people that is against the wall of the train, and then there's another set of seats which seats two people, or and that is actually perpendicular to that other seat. So it's like perpendicular to the window. So... I'm sitting in the seats in the two seaters and this gentleman is sitting 
in the three seaters and the way he is seated seated he's actually looking directly at me and he starts telling this story <laughs> and as he's telling the story my stomach starts to turn because all i can all i'm getting is like rotten fish <laughs> coming out of his mouth <laughs> to the point mind you we have to go an hour from where we are right mm-hmm. now so that's like about 15 stops worth underground there's no fresh air there's no ac no nothing to like help me so all i could do is turn my head to the window and hold my breath <laughs> For an hour, this is going on repeatedly. So, but to your point, yes, people do not know what it takes to really like keep the breath fresh, and it is a struggle. Like, you got to get listerine, you got to brush, you got to floss. Like, brush twice a day, whether it be first thing in the morning or and lasting at night, or first thing in the morning and once in the afternoon after your lunch break. Like. Make sure you guys are taking care of your oral hygiene. Mm-hmm. It, it will take you miles in this world. No pun intended. The train no story. <laughs> right. No pun intended. Um, what were you doing today? Oh, I'm doing confession. Um, oh, okay. My thing is, and this happened because I went to the laundry yesterday. There was an older woman in there. It turned out she was kind of like nuts but like the first interaction was <laughs> i walked in and i just kind of went to my machine and you know i just didn't say anything because i didn't feel like it but she was just like she i think she just came on you know hello like how are you it's like and the first thing she said was what well, black people don't speak to each other anymore and i was just like so two things <laughs> my confess so so my confession no. is i don't always feel like saying hello to people i don't know if that's like yeah I guess generational or like a northern thing, but like I really, I'm gonna say generational because <laughs> like my mother gets on me sometimes about like speaking to people in the elevator, and I just like I don't want to. So there's that, right, right. and um, you know, I, that's just my thing. Like some people I'll speak to because I have to. Sometimes I may feel like a good morning or like you know, like we do. You know, how people like nod or whatever, like stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I do not always yeah. feel like speaking to people, and I will not. Un- right. Especially no, a stranger who has nothing to do with what I'm doing in the moment. Like, why <laughs> did I have to speak to that lady? I don't. I've never seen you before. I, so it's, that's like a general thing for me. I'm not. I'm just like, hey, good morning, everyone. I mean, I know that's a generational thing. So that's where I am. And right, but maybe right. somebody our age from the south, obviously, is different down there. They're taught a different code of manners. So that's why that's why yeah. I do think it's either generational or regional. But I just know for me, I, and I know like people say I'm this or that because of that. And I just sometimes I just don't always feel like speaking. It may be a New York thing because we're yeah. supposed to be like mean and we just go about our business. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that was kind of like jarring. I was kind of like, wow. And it's, and then the second part was like, oh, black people. I was like, when did that become a black thing? <laughs> like black people are the only people that spoke to each other like in the morning so i thought that was just like really dumb to say you know like you could have said peep you could have yeah. said people don't speak or whatever so right was, i just that kind of like jarred me a little bit but no people so, i don't want to speak all the time and especially if i don't know you I have no reason to it's not gonna happen right right yeah i find so like 
I mean, obviously, if I'm out in the street, I'm not saying what's up to every black person that walks by me. Like, it's Harlem. It's too many people. Like, I don't know half these people. And the way New York is set up, Cameron said it best. He was just like, the way New York is set up, if you live on, like, 116th Street and you go over one block to 117th Street, those are a completely group, different group of people. Like, and I don't know any of them. I don't rock with any of them. And I feel that way too, even just like living in the buildings that I live in. Like I may see you come in and out of this building, but like, because we don't live on the same floor or we don't, you know, usually see each other. I'm not, I don't feel obligated to say hello mm-hmm, to you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not something I feel that I need to do. I say hello. There are some people that I see every day coming in and out of this building. Sometimes I say hi to them. Sometimes I don't. If I've already said hi to you earlier today, I may not say hello to you just because I'm coming back home from work and you're still outside. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I'm just not doing that. Um, But no, I totally get you. I I don't know if it's just a northerner thing to not say hello. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I I would have to fact check that with some southern black yeah. people. I mean, it, and it definitely boils down to the type of person. <laughs> some people are just bubbly, and they yeah. just they'll speak to everybody. It, it's really just per, it's really person yeah. to person. I just know sometimes it can kind of the trends can change because you know people our age from New York are not really wants to speak to just a random person. But you know, I mean, it, it just yeah, it just depends. So. I, w- I will say, though, some of the, a lot of the people that I've met who are transplants from, like, the Midwest or from the, or from the South that lived, at least in Harlem, I don't really know how they do, how they're, how they are in, like, Brooklyn, but at least the ones that I've met who have lived here in Harlem, like, they get to know their entire block, mm-hmm. which I found very interesting. Because, like, I don't, I mean, I guess I, I know a good amount of people in my building, but to say that I know, like, the entire block mm. or, like, a good amount of people on the block, I, I couldn't do yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I know half the people. And, like, they were very much like, oh, hey, that's Mr. So-and-so, and, or that's Mrs., you know, what's, what's her name, and. They knew, like, everything about them, like, where they work, what they did. And I was just like, oh, that's really, like, a Midwestern, Southern mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. for real. Um, so, I mean, it is, I think it is a little bit regional. I don't know. I don't think it really has to do with generations. Mm-hmm. At least, at least, I mean, it to an effect it does, but I don't know. But well, that's where I'm at. Well, if you see EJ on the street, don't <laughs> say hi to him. <laughs> no, I mean, you could try. I mean, no, I don't know. It's, it's, no, 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 no. And I guess last thing I'm gonna say, I think one thing for me is like sometimes I do say hi, and people don't say anything back, and that's why I'm just like, okay, this is why, and this is why mm, I don't do it. But yeah, listen, you never know what people are going through, so hopefully, we'll all get better. Yeah. Yeah, and take care of your Yes, team, because bro. you don't want to speak to someone and then, you know, you have a bad situation going on. Be killing them right. for a mile. Well, that's <laughs> enough of that. Let's move on. Um, we had a big weekend. 
Uh, I think Saturday was uh, the formal announcement, or at least I started out as a prediction. Then it became like an actual announcement Mm -hmm. that we now have a 46th president uh, uh, elect, I'll say, which would be Joe Biden with come. Where were you when you heard the news? I was I was getting ready to go get groceries, actually. And then I got Uh an alert and I was like, breaking news. Joe Biden will be the 46th president. And I was just like, yeah, finally. Yeah. And that was after one, Five. two, three, like four days. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So yeah. I'll say four full days. Yeah. Because Saturday is yeah. That's, that's wild. wild. And, you know, pretty much unheard of. Um, I was actually at home. I like I was watching TV and then I, I was online and I saw, and then I turned right to CNN because that's like my go-to. And then they were like, mm. it was right there. And then, so then I heard all these cars honking in the street and people yeah, banging their cars. Yeah, that was yeah, great. It was, I guess I'd never that, experienced that before. It was, no, you know why? Because we've never had a president like this before that people, I mean, we've had presidents that people have hated, oh, yeah. but we've never had a president that hates us just as yeah, much yeah. as we hate I've never him. seen it be so dire. <laughs> For like a transition to happen. Right. And the thing is, it's like, I mean, obviously he has his supporters because 70 million plus people still voted Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. him. But the fact of the matter is that man, he would turn on you on Mm -hmm. a dime. And it's like, he doesn't actually respect his supporters. He just feeds off of them, but he doesn't actually respect them. And he doesn't, he doesn't respect this political system that is in place. And while we can, while I think there, I think I said this in the last podcast that like, you know, the biggest thing that people wanted was just something different in the last Mm -hmm, election. mm -hmm. And while there is, I think there is a path to getting something different. It doesn't have to look like this. It doesn't have to mean someone coming through and destroying everything that was that is in place already and creating like destroying all the sorts of norms that we typically would like to see in a leader um and so you know it it is just it it was just it's just a crazy time to be here in in america in the, well, in the United yeah, States. most definitely, yeah. But I always say, you know, eight years of a black family, no scandal, no nothing. You know, like especially for his core base, I think that just sent them up the wall, mm-hmm. and it was just like, no, 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 we got to bring this back. And I think, you know, that's yeah. just that's why we always say, like, the the core of his base is hatred. It is bigotry. It's all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So, and that's why we always say, pretty much every other episode is like, yeah, if you're a friend of mine and you decide to go that route. There's really nothing to discuss, especially after, you know, yeah. you know, the campaign to the first to his first term. OK, whatever. He's saying things here and there, but not after four years of this. So, yeah. So, yeah. No. Um, uh, were you surprised by the results? I wasn't surprised by the results, um, at least not in Pennsylvania. Like I, I had a feeling that Pennsylvania was going to go mm-hmm. blue. But I was, okay, I will say I was surprised that Nevada and Arizona and Georgia all went blue as well. Like, I know I know Nevada has at times been blue and then other times it's been red. Um, 
I know Arizona, I think they said this is the first time in like 11 years or I don't know, it may mm-hmm. be longer than that, um, that Arizona has gone blue. And then for, um, I think the most surprising races to look at was in Georgia, obviously, because they're in the heart of the South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Lynch Mob Central, <laughs> you know, and the fact that they went blue for the president and they got both of their uh, their Republican senators now are in runoffs. Like, that's huge because if we can get, if we, I'm saying we, like, I'm, like, mm-hmm. part of the establishment. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been strategizing how to do this whole thing. Um, if the Democrats get those two seats, that's a major shift in power in one mm-hmm. election for the Democrats. And then you have to, like, focus on the midterms, obviously, to see if you can flip seats then as well. Um, but... No, I I think it's great. I think this is showing, I think this actually shows how much, how effective, like, people being on the ground and actually talking to these communities and bringing up, like, a Stacey Abrams, like, investing in those communities, investing in those communities' Mm -hmm. leaders. These are the type of changes that you wind up seeing. Don't be, you know, lackadaisical about like, oh, you, yeah, we're always going to get the black vote. Yeah, you're always going to get the black vote, but you may not get the numbers right, that right. you're looking for. You know, um, so be active, you know, engage these communities, engage the political leaders and the activists that work on behalf of these communities, not just the the entertainers that come out or in like the famous people that and, come and out. And we see how that flips. Like those people don't. Right, right. Like, you got to stop doing that. (laughs) Like, that's when I feel like those are the times when um, when we say, like, oh, they're just pandering to black people. It's because you keep doing that. Like, you're not actually addressing any of our issues. You're addressing our entertainers, people that we like. You're like, you're talking to them instead of the people who are actually in the streets doing these things day in, day out. So and it's so funny. It's always like rich, yeah. rich black people, not not like like you said, the ones doing the work, the ones that are like actually struggling, going through different things. Right. Yeah, it's always like, oh, I'm going to talk to this billionaire, or I'm going to talk mm-hmm. to this entertainer, you know. And it's like, well, that's great. Like you know, those people, I'm sure they put tons of money in your pocket as well, and they expect things in return. All right, cool, but are you actually getting, are you actually like hearing from the people who live these lives day in and day out? They can tell you better than Brian, than um, what's his name? Byron Allen or Jay-Z or Beyonce can tell you about what right. they need in their lives. Like, so yeah, that's, that's, that's how I felt about the, the election races. I think this has really shown that, you need to actually address the individual communities that you want to have yeah. for you. And it's you have to actually take those things into real consideration, like not just um, doing, um, yeah. um, what do you call it, mouth service, just coming to communities and just talking, okay, we hear you. You know, you actually have to like put those things right. into work, into motion. 
because that's what democracy really is about. But right, because you couldn't go to no black nah. churches now. You can't just show up at the black church and on a random Sunday and fake hallelujah with us and then expect yeah. our votes. Nah, every everybody's yeah. inside. Yeah. So you don't, so you don't have that base right now. I, it's funny you say that. Actually, at Abyssinian, the mayor was there Sunday, and you oh. know, so that's like a, that was interesting because there was like some history between the two of them. But um, he was like up there like preaching and saying like lyrics to songs. I was just like, oh my god, bro! Like that's yeah, not like, even <laughs> that's it's played out that and is transparent. So played out. Yeah, it's like you're you're basically telling me exactly what you're telegraphing what it is that I need to know about you that you think that we're yeah. all here to coon. Yeah, and like we was going like dance or something. well they don't dance over there, but like you know like like you about to, <laughs> like you about to stir it up or something. No. Right, like sounding just, just as cool. like like nah, like black people the the black people that you need to actually have vote for you are very yeah. educated and they're not falling for that same shucking and jiving that people yeah. do when they come to black churches no we want to know what are your actual policies because we're talking about this with our colleagues we're talking about this yeah with our friends and we're talking about this with other people on on like social media and the internet like we're not we're not like these silo siloed communities where we may not get the information that we need. And so we got to put all our hopes on, on the one white politician mm-hmm, that's a Democrat mm-hmm. that, and I think that, know. I think that just speaks to like so, the age we live in. Cause I feel like what's this 2020, I would say even like 40 years ago, the politician came to your church. Like what information mm-hmm. did people have back then other than what's being fed to them on TV right. and with the limited views of people yep. in the community. So a politician, please, back then, politicians were ramping through those black neighborhoods, getting all them votes. And it just, they, they yeah. can do that shucking and jiving, like, yeah, praise the Lord, all that, like, you know, and getting them going. But nowadays, people are way more informed. Right. I know we've talked about that before. And they're just not down, for, and people are sick of being lied to. Yeah, because the thing is, it's like, back then, before social media, right? And I would say even, like, I mean, email was probably, like, the closest thing to social media at before, like, a Facebook or anything, right? If you didn't have access to the internet or you didn't, like, unless you, like, bought local newspapers and stuff like that all the time, like, if you don't go to, like, community meetings or anything like that, you don't yeah, know what's yeah. going on in the community, Right. And, and so a lot of people were just uninformed. So things would be happening. You know, we put our trust in politicians that we vote for to have our backs or whatnot. But now with social media, I don't need to go to the community center or the community meetings that you guys put on at six o'clock when people are barely just getting home from Mm -hmm. work, you know, like, I can go online. I can find this stuff on Instagram while I'm at my yeah, desk yeah. at work. And if something doesn't look right, now I, I can address it. I can air it out on Twitter. I can air it out on Facebook, get pe- groups of people together who this impacts. And it's a completely different world right now for these politicians. 
And I think they need to do a better job and making sure that they are addressing these communities. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, yeah. The platform for news media is beyond. You can't even grasp it. It's everywhere. Even, you know, even like following celebrities, the stuff that they share. And that's how that's another way to get to people like, mm-hmm. OK, I don't watch the news. But like if my favorite celebrity is posting about it, I'll become informed about it. So, I mean, you know, the way we just get information right. now is just so vast. Um, you know, every, everything needs to be on the up and up. But I do want to ask. Um, mm-hmm. So Trump has not been seen in six days, supposedly. But did, did he do a conference the other day? <laughs> in six yeah, days? They had, they yes, had, he hasn't been seen in six days. But I thought he did a press conference the other day. I thought it was Pence. I thought it was Pence. Well, he has not been seen like since. Sometime. You know, I mean, yeah. you know he, it's been a week now. Wow. Yo. Russia got all of them out of there. <laughs> Except we yeah. <laughs> the Russia. We hide. Right. We, we hide. Um, but he would not make a concession <laughs> speech. Obviously, he's trying to file a lawsuit that there was elect um, voting fraud. Um, it's kind of like, yeah. bro, it's over. What do you, what do you think he's do you think he's running from something? No, I think mm-hmm. he's embarrassed. I mean, he just fired um the what's his name of defense, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Secretary of Defense, and and replaced them. So I think he's embarrassed, and I think he's trying to set up a government or leave a government in place that will make it very hard for Joe Biden and his mm-hmm. team to start things. Um. And this way, it allows for Republicans to say, look, look, they couldn't even get their thing started correctly. And like, you know, they 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 completely dropped the ball on the transfer of power. I think that's basically what because yeah, I was hearing today that there's right supposed now. to be like a bill signed to get, um, I think, like nine million dollars for the transfer of power for the teams. And it hasn't been signed yet. So it's like another step back that the Biden that the Biden administration that's will have crazy. to face when they get in. So they probably can't get right to work. Right when they get in, you don't know what this dude's going to do because you know, like how the the well, I won't say I'll say leaving president is supposed to greet the incoming president. You don't even know what that's going to look like. It's yeah. just like it's a no, mess. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. It, it's I don't know, man. This is again. This is just we're in unprecedented yeah. territory right now, and we are all being taken along for the ride right up until the 20th, when the January yeah, 20th. It. Is that when the 20th, that'll be, that'll be the last stop on this ride. And we will see what happens after that. Um, I don't know yeah. if civil war yeah. is coming. I mean, I know, I know a lot of people are actually like yeah, yeah. nervous about that. Um, and, you know, someone like Trump, again, He's so self-serving that the idea of civil war does not affect him because he'll just be like, well, I'll just go yeah, stay in yeah. one of my hotels overseas. Like, I don't have to be here for that. And I can see him, like, president. thinking that like, he'll go down in history as uh, someone who started this kind of situation. You know, just just, just anything narcissistic-related yeah. um, minded. So, Of course. It's definitely interesting. Like you said, I definitely think he's embarrassed. He was talking all of this. I mean, people always say they're going to win, and then sometimes they don't win. But I think he was really going hard as if he really had it in the bag. And I... Yeah. I don't think he 
felt that he had it in the bag. I think he, I think he already knew he would likely lose because so many people just did not like him. But he had it in his mind that everyone was like the amount of vitriol that was against him that some some entities or whatever there was just no way that they were going to give him a fair shot and that no matter what the outcome was he was always going to claim voter fraud even if even if he got blown out the water say like say like three like north carolina georgia and uh, I'm trying to think of another red state that could have flipped and say like Texas, right? The, like if all those states that are considered like potential purple states in the near future had flipped blue this round, he would have, and that would have like completely destroyed his, you know, his the numbers. He would have still been like, no, there's, there's definitely. So you, think he had this, you think he had his plan for months or and weeks was, rather? Oh yeah, yeah. He's been he's been saying it ever since the beginning of this campaign stuff. Even since even since years before that, he was saying that. Uh, I think during the first election, he was talking about, you know, there's voter fraud and there have been cases of people going back to the polls and submitting to. But didn't he um, tell his people to vote ballots. twice? That's what I heard. And <laughs> yes, no, yes, he did. He definitely did. And so, yeah, I don't know, man. We 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 are going to see in the next. Yeah, it's actually seventy days? days. Yep. So, good luck to us. Good luck. To Meanwhile, there's the <laughs> huge mix-up with the um, Four Seasons thing, which I found to be quite right. hilarious, and people were saying, like, it's just so. Um, it just really describes their whole administration that they were in front of that sex store and that yeah. crematorium, which is actually very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because of who the right. people are involved, right? It's like mm-hmm. Giuliani just got caught up in that yeah. whole Borat situation. Trump, known sexual, uh, I'll say, predator, yeah. is predator. Yeah, known sexual predator. And it's just like, these are the people yeah. who want to run this country. And at the crematorium, it's funny because their their um, campaign just went up in flames. <laughs> so it's just, it's completely like, <laughs> almost poetic. Oh, poetic justice. Oh my God. I don't know, man. This is, you can't make this stuff up. You can't write this stuff in any sort of movie or anything mm-hmm. like this is real yeah. life happening all right we are back uh for those of you just tuning in we talked about uh the election news that we got over the weekend uh, we kind of broke that down our thoughts about it and um what we're hoping for the future speaking of the future uh it came out the other day that pfizer has developed a vaccine, supposedly, um, where they go through three stages. It's supposed to be three stages of testing. Yeah, it's, I think this. I think it is like three. Yeah, I, th- I think they got to the third stage, and they're saying it's ninety percent uh, effective, supposedly. Um, what do you think? <sighs> I mean, <laughs> again, I I want to trust that this vaccine isn't effective and 
safe vaccine. Like, I don't want to sound like an anti-vaxxer mm-hmm. who's just like, you know, a vaccine is going to cause you to get to have uh, to have autism. Like, I don't think that at all. Mm-hmm. But again, because of this, the history that the medical field has with black people mm-hmm. in this country and the way that the administration handled this uh like the whole push around covid the way that they were going about it it's just like how can i trust a vaccine that comes out underneath this administration yeah yeah like even if the like the fda has to approve it and i don't necessarily trust the fda it's not even that i don't trust pfizer I don't necessarily trust the FDA, the government, the people in government that are in place right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what's that's what's like scary about it. Just like I don't know what I I know the science a little bit behind how they make vaccines. Mm-hmm. I don't know what is actually in the vaccine. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so it's I don't know, man. It's amazing how narrative works, I guess for people. Um obviously yeah. it's like they're gonna paint it like once we once the vaccine is taken by everyone, we'll be all fine. Everything will be normal again. Uh, mm-hmm. We can, re- you know, the economy, you know, jobs will be back, economy, all that stuff. So it's like this narrative that just take it and then everything will be fine. Uh, again, bro, like I just think times are different now. I don't know. Yep. I don't know how it worked with the Spanish flu a hundred years ago. I'm sure people were just much easier to win over. There wasn't this wide knowledge of lying from the government. You know, right. um, the stuff they put in food, like people didn't know that stuff. They just, they just ate and drank. Like they didn't know, yeah. they didn't have knowledge. So they probably also took the vaccine. I guess everything was fine back then, but pe- people are just different now. People know that the government lies. They know they have motives. They have hidden agendas. They do this. Mm-hmm. They, they they test on people. They test on yeah. poor people. They test on yeah. black women. It, that, this is like known facts now. So, you know, it's just a different scenario. And and you know what it is? They they as it as it pertains to like black people, they did it without they did things without our consent. Mm-hmm. And that's what is the unnerving part about it. It's just like how can I trust a a, a field I don't I, I don't know how to describe. How can I trust the medical field when you guys have actively lied to our people about things that were supposed to like be helping us or to be helping humanity or just forcing us to do things that we didn't want to be doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so, okay, you want to give us this vaccine and I'm sure it's going to be, I'm sure it's very, I'm sure it would be very expensive to try and like separate. Oh, here are all the vaccines that are going to the black neighborhoods. Here are mm-hmm. all the vaccines going to the white neighborhoods. I'm sure that I, like will be very expensive to like try and tamper with it to make sure that yeah yeah like <laughs> people all get the f one yeah right right and so while i trust that that's an expensive process that no one government or or corporate entity wants to take i don't think it's far beyond reason to think that's like something that has been thought about and probably being planned at the moment <laughs> yeah like I'm sorry, but <laughs> y'all, y'all are really 
really messed with black people to the point where we can't even trust y'all to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we've seen that all throughout the history of blacks in this country. Between mass murder, um, open murder, like straight up. Open murder. Like straight up stuff. This is right. Lying on people, you know, convicting people when they were innocent. Um, just all those things. I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse with that one. I do have a question. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's worth discussing, of course. What mm-hmm. did do you think, and I'm kind of on the fence about it, the timing of this um, possible vaccine coming out after we found out who the president-elect was? I see that a lot when I'm online. You know, people are like, oh, how convenient. Um, well, no, I think there were a lot of companies that were already in... Um, like some of the later stages, they just a lot of them had to had to go back because of complications with the testing or whatever it was that they were mm-hmm. doing. They were like, "Oh, you know, this version of the vaccine that we've created is is not ready for stage three, so we have to go back." And so, and there were multiple companies working on this, right? Like, there's Pfizer, J and J, all these different companies are working on on a vaccine. So it's not like, I don't think it's impossible that it just happened to coincide with an election, but I get where the conspiracy theory would come from. Yeah. Cause I mean, you wouldn't want it. Told, you wouldn't yeah. want the most successful um, chance to happen under Trump's presidency. Cause it is like, okay, look what I did under my reign. Right. Right. Like, I don't think, I don't think the people at Pfizer are thinking about whether or not Trump is going to be an office or not. I don't think that's, the case mm-hmm. um i just i just think it's funny that this happened to come out right after the election i don't i don't think it's a real conspiracy it's just it's just poor time <laughs> yeah i mean you know me i'm into my little theories or whatever oh yeah. look people can go down a rabbit hole if you i bet you if you look that up on youtube somebody already got it you will go down so, yeah like somebody's already done it and then there's another video to support that video. Mm-hmm. And like you will go down a rabbit hole. Next thing you know, you're watching like clan. Video. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. You're like, damn, how did I get Yeah, here? yeah. The only thing that the only reason I'm against the conspiracy is that I know that it was a worldwide pandemic. So why would our election right. be so pivotal in, you know, like obviously every major continent? Well, I don't know about um an article or whatever, but every other, you know, like Europe, Asia, I don't know if Africa, yeah. I, I would assume, of course, it's like, why would our election be so important to them when we get our little president, it will go away. So that's the only reason I'm just kind of like, well, I, I think that's the thing. It's like, we're not just some, well, no. it, it wasn't just some little election, right? Like this, I, I, I was saying this to somebody the other day, I find it so fascinating how the entire world every four years looks at our elections and know and know about them and and know about them i know about like some of the things going on internationally and like especially in our like i guess you would say our allied countries so like i know who the who the prime minister is in the uk i know who the president of germany and the president of of France are and I know about like obviously Russia and and China because they're constantly in the news but like 
I don't know that they've had an election until it's already done. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, they got a new, they got a new president, they got a new prime minister. Oh, great. But people around the world know when our elections are coming up and are very much in tune with what's going on. Like they hear about the debate. Yeah, yeah. Like they they read up on it. They know. They they try and find out like what our country's foreign policy is going to be. And they're very much in, they're very much like in tune with it. I couldn't tell you what Emmanuel Macron's like foreign policy. Right, right. <laughs> and and in a sense, that's a damn shame. Like I'm sure there's some French guy out there that could tell me much better what my country's foreign policy is regarding other nations. Yeah. But it's so funny. I think other countries have studied America, not even just like recently, like at least a hundred years. Like, Cause even like oh, poorer yeah. countries, they're like taught to learn what we're doing over here in America. While the, 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 um, I won't say legend, like the, the, the theory is that Americans don't know anything about, it, unless you like really study it, but most Americans don't know anything other than what goes on in America. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I find it having been to like having lived in Taiwan, having lived in in mainland China and like gone to a handful of other countries where like English is not the first mm-hmm. language. The number of people who are from those countries that I've run into that know yeah, English. Yeah. Very very interesting. Like, and I and you can come here to the U.S., and I'm not talking about people who live in bilingual homes where your parent happened to be from that country of origin, and you know, like they talk, they spoke it to you as you mm. were a child. If you took all those people out of the equation, I don't think you would find the same purport, proportion of people who know another language. Mm fluently in this country as you would in other countries i mean you go to france like people in france don't really like if you go to france and you don't know french or this is what i've been told by multiple people who have lived there studied abroad there whatever they said if they didn't know french they were treated as if like they were nothing But there were more French people that understood their English than there were English people or people who spoke English as a first language who understood French yeah. there. I wonder if that's like a product of imperialism, like just like the grandchild. It's like you don't why 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 learn it? We are the supreme. There's no need to, you know, like whereas other countries are like, no, learn other cultures because you could just learn from I don't know. I don't know what the real reason would be behind that so many people here. Other than the people in bilingual homes, as you said, they have mm-hmm. no um, desire or reason to. And I, I think it's, I think it has more to do with the fact that, like, we, as a nation, one, we freed ourselves from like these. Uh, what do they call them? I was gonna say feudal societies. Oh. They're not feudal. <laughs> not feudal um but like we never had like a king or queen or like, or like monarchs from from 
yeah, we never we we saw how like those monarchical societies kind of collapsed in a sense, right? And a lot of them are with difficulty. Okay, <laughs> but I was saying, I think I think because we saw like those those um, countries mm-hmm. kind of come down, I think part of it is that just saying like, oh look, while while our star was on the rise, theirs was on the downfall. Like they people should be acquiescing to us you know i think that's part of it but the other part of it is a lot of those countries are just closer to each other and so they constantly are in contact with like french people go people from france go to the uk people from the uk wind up going to germany germany germans wind up going to france and they go to to uh the uk all the time like the way their countries are just set up you know you're going to be you are likely to come in contact with people from another nation who where the first language is not going to be English or your your whatever your country of origin's main language is. Like in Belgium, I think Belgium the main languages are it's like French, English, German or or Dutch and something like that. So they're like three languages that people speak in that one country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and like it it only takes like it only takes like an hour maybe to get to some of these other countries, depending on where you are. Mm-hmm. It may take you an hour, maybe two. In New York, you go an hour east, west, south, you are still in the United States. Yeah. And everyone's yeah, yeah. speaking English. I was about to say that. But, Just about to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so I think I think geographic geographically that it has a lot to do with it, but I also think a lot of it has to do with like just the way power has fluctuated throughout time from the time that this country has been uh established yeah i i agree i think like you said geographically it's kind of like okay technically the way europe is we should be able to go from new york to texas and like the way mm-hmm. europe is that'll be a whole nother country and they, right. they're speaking a whole nother language and that's just how that works and then you go to california it's a whole nother thing so you can travel to different countries within a certain radius and learn mm-hmm. different um, languages, different cultures, all of that. I will also say the way people learn back in the day is different than now. People yeah. learn different languages as a child, period. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how, I don't know what really happened over here, but I'm quite sure in Europe, uh, you were learning French because that was like sophisticated, especially like yeah. middle to upper class. You were learning other languages yeah. or your family somehow moved over there and they came back and they were telling you this and they were teaching you this and that over mm-hmm. here you know i don't know really know what happened i, I know spanish was a thing for a while then you know yeah. I, don't, I don't really know what happened over here with the education I system th- and well we know we already know it's bias over here so some people were learning mm-hmm. this some people were learning that some people didn't go to school so it you know a, a little bit different over here yeah i also think a lot of it has to do with the type the way that we as Americans are indoctrinated into thinking about this country. Yeah. We think we are taught that America is the gold standard and that we are the best country, that we have all the freedoms, like Mm -hmm. everyone in the world wishes they were here. Right. And maybe that was the case, particularly in like the 1920s. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, 
you know, we had all these immigrants from all these different countries, whether they were Italy, Germany, Germany, Ireland, like all these people were coming here because there was a need for work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so so we've we've almost created ourselves as like this gold standard of just like this is where everyone wants to be. And since they all want to be here, they should all be learning learning English. And yeah, and that's why I was saying earlier, I, I was trying to figure out if it was just like a grandchild. And maybe imperialism was the wrong word, but like just like this is the way to be. No need to learn anything else. Yeah. Like look, people came over here, they didn't even bother learning the native languages. They just killed them and was like, oh, yeah. speak this. Here you go. King, like, yeah. King's English. This is how it's going to be. African slaves, same thing. So all that connection mm-hmm. is lost. Because let's just say the whites came over and like they were like, okay, let's just live, let's cohabitate. We'd be speaking whatever African language we, our family came from. The natives would, right. and there would be like this cohabitation as in like Europe or Asia or this and that. But no, it was like a wipe of anything else but the king's English. So you lost all of that. So that's why I was, yeah. I, that's what I was trying to say earlier. But yeah, so um, yeah. I, I agree. And like, yeah, back then in the 20s, it was just like, nah, <laughs> like no need. They were changing people's names at Ellis Island because they were too hard to pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like all of that like, stuff. All, like mm-hmm. all of that lost knowledge, lost history, lost culture. So you come over, your name is Mary. It's like, okay, great. Right, right. So there's, there's a lot of factors as to why we why we are the way we are yeah. when it comes to this stuff. Um but yeah, uh, I mean, to your, I mean, we, how did we start this conversation? I don't know. We was, we was <laughs> about the vaccine. Pfizer. I don't know we how we got the here. Vaccine, right? Yeah. Um, I guess that your next question is probably going to be, am I taking uh, it? Yeah, I'm looking at the agenda <laughs> and that would that be that. <laughs> that would be that. I am psychic. Um, am I taking the vaccine? I don't, honestly, I don't know. Um part of me is like just get over your fear and just take it like i know tons of people black people particularly and i think just people in general have been feeling this way that they're not going to take any vaccine that comes out underneath this administration's watch Mm -hmm. but also i'm just like i'm I'm also just like as a believer (laughs) and a truster in god i'm like what is the likelihood that they are literally targeting black all the black people in in like New York or mm-hmm. in any part of this country to just infect them with some sort of disease that's going to come back to them yeah. later on in life? Well, like I can see it happening. Mm-hmm. I can see it happening, and that's the scary part. But I'm just like, how do I explain that to my job? Oh yeah, well. <laughs> So I, it would be like, I come into the office. I wouldn't even be in the office. They probably wouldn't allow me until I get a vaccine. I'm just yeah, like, that's probably going to be a thing. Be like, so here's the thing. Yeah. Have you heard of the Tuskegee experience? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, you heard of Henry of the Lacks? <laughs> like, I mean, my God. <laughs> like, that's the reason why I can't take this vaccine. Because I don't trust it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say... Yeah. Honestly, I don't know if I've had it or not. I can like kind of make a theory that I have had it. Nothing has happened. I know people. My mother had it. Uh, she mm-hmm. kind of she came through. She only had it once. I remember she was like down and out, not down and out, but like yeah, it was noticeable. 
it never happened yeah. again and i've carried on the entire pandemic so have you gotten tested yet no but like i mean i Oh, just go get that. Yeah, yeah, I just I really haven't even had two seconds, but yeah, so I really haven't. It's just like yo, but anyway, um, I feel like if I get through the winter and get to the spring and nothing has happened, it's just like what's the point? Unless it's mandatory, right? Because right. we have come right. through. I mean, what was it? March is now October. No, it's November. It's been eight months. Um. Honestly, bro, if I get if I hit a year with this, like I'm just gonna be like, I don't, I don't need it. I have existed. I have worked the entire time. I have not been at home. I've been out. I've been on the trains. I've been on. I, I've yep. been everywhere. And I went to Miami. I went to the yeah, Harvard. like, <laughs> and you're fine. <laughs> it makes me just think, like, what is this thing really? Like, I've eaten in restaurants, indoor and outdoor. It's it's. I've yep. been in church the whole time. I've been at work the whole time and nothing has happened to me. So I really want to know how this thing works. I want to know why there was so many deaths early on. And now that we don't really yeah. hear of too many deaths, even like on our day-to-day life, there are no deaths like there were in March right. and April. So, well, I think what it is, there are no, there aren't as many deaths now because one, I think the rates have went down, especially like the New Yorks, right? Like where they were just, they were right. where the hospitals were inundated mm-hmm. with people trying to get help. And I'm sure they, they one, they didn't know what it was and like how to treat it in a, in a proper way. They kept, kept putting people on ventilators. Oh, yeah. And, you know, those were the things that were, I won't say that it's, it's hard. I don't want to blame doctors. It's not the doctor's fault, right? Like they can only do what they think is best. And and they were only provided but so many means to make those dis- those choices. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not like it's not like they could uh, say, okay, everybody come to the hospital so we can give you PPE. You know, it was like, no, only come here if you're dying. Oh yeah, <laughs> and maybe we'll be able to resuscitate you. You know what I mean? Like there was no preventative. There were there were no preventative options given to the doctors other than what you know your local governments were already telling you go find masks stay inside like things like that but by the time they were doing that this thing was all over the place yeah yeah so well there's that (laughs) so we'll see i mean um if it's mandatory i'm just gonna go ahead and do it i'm kind of with you on the thing of like what's the likelihood they're just gonna like target a whole area a whole people because i mean how do you even know who's gonna take it you know what i mean it's like the, it's, the vaccine is just there like when you go to when you go to the doctor's office it's like okay that's a black guy give him the bad one like you know what right. i mean it's just like really not to say that things haven't happened like that i just don't see the purpose now yeah right right so I mean, well this might be the last episode you hear from right <laughs> oh right can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else on that yeah nah I'm good I'm good on the back alright so now we come to our normal point where we pick one saint of the week and one sinner which one you want to do first yeah. actually let's do the saint first because I can get that out the way because I don't saint. have that much yeah. to say I just want to say every time and we always talk well I know when we first started this podcast we talked about how black women are treated 
by their society, Black men, and just mm-hmm. society in general. And I just want to say it's no secret that the, t- the uh, tide turning in this election is due to Black women, the Black vote. Yeah. And I just want to yep. acknowledge them particularly. I won't even say Black people, I'll say Black women as, as saints because it's just like a certain faith that keeps allowing you to invest in a uh, democracy that has not always had your back to where they have placed yeah. you at the bottom of the totem pole. Um, and it's just like every time it's like, it's just shifts. It, it just tips the berg every time. Um, and I, yeah. you know, I won't go into, you can go into detail, but I won't, I'll just leave it very general because I just know the history and we've talked about it here before. Um, it's just, how do you just keep investing in something that it's just like a, a certain level of faith in my eyes. So I just want to yeah, thank the, ter- the, the ones that have turned out, that turned out to vote, to help with voting, um, that just believed in something that was to believe in a vision that you may not see, maybe your children will see. And I mean, we're seeing things now. Like, I mean, a black woman will be the first, the first black woman will be vice president. That's a huge deal. Yeah. It, to me, first lady was kind of yeah. like, okay, that, that's my, my husband's the president. This is like a position now. And yeah, this is like I'm making. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, yeah. Michelle jogged so she could run. I mean, like obviously there was a pre, there was a precursor <laughs> to it. Like you know, I, I believe. Well, they actually no, they say they say it was a Shirley Chisholm jog so that this woman so that. Uh, well, could I, I meant like just like in the 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 order of how it all happened. Like, uh, well, yeah, it would have been Shirley. Well, here's the thing. Like, Shirley Chisholm actually made it into the Senate. I mean, into um, the House of Representatives, right? She was the first Black woman to actually hold office in Congress. And so Kamala came out as a... She she originally was a senator while she was, like, in state government of California. Then she became a senator for California. And now she's actually holding a White House position. I don't know if I would say, I don't know if I would say uh, Michelle Obama came before her because she was just attached to Barack. Like, if Barack was married to a white woman, it was. Oh, a I white see. Well, woman. of course, of course. <laughs> you know I, I guess I, I guess I meant visually, uh, like seeing, like seeing yeah, that. Yeah, like no, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, optic. Yeah, to your point. Yes. optically, it optic. looks great. But no, like, I I agree with what you said about Shirley Chisholm. I mean, that's obviously the predecessor to all of them, really. (laughs) Like, you know, we saw, like, the level that she got to. But, um, yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. so that's what what I feel about um, giving as a saint for this week. Uh, Saints with plural. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, all the Black women involved. So, I mean, you know, like you said, Shirley Chisholm will put in there. We're gonna put in um, Michelle Obama. Stacey we're gonna put Abrams. in uh, Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna put in obviously Kamala Harris. Where you know all of them for putting in the work. Even even the activists. Um, even if you if they don't necessarily agree with her, the fact that you know a lot of these activists they were out there. They were getting people to uh, to get registered. Mm-hmm, they were mm-hmm. out there saying like, look. I don't care that 
you know, you felt like Bernie or whoever should have been in office and you don't care that uh, you feel like Joe Biden and them are not going to do anything for you. Well, we can't afford to have another four years the way that we just did. And you need to vote. So all those all those women, uh, give and I was reading an article. I would even say like the indigenous women, not to take away from the blacks, yeah, but like yeah, no, yeah, no, no, same, no, no, indigenous, yeah, women same too. boat there. So, because mm-hmm. they turned out to vote in yeah, Arizona, yeah, yeah, they were the ones that that really flipped it in Arizona. Um, and let me see, is there anyone else we need to? Uh, yeah. I'll just say this because who's your who's your center? Oh, Carl Lentz. Okay, so before you get to that, um, black men just need we just need to do better. Twenty mm-hmm. percent. They said they're estimating that twenty percent of black men that voted this year voted wow. for Trump. That is scary. That. I, I I had to assume that it has more to do with with money, with like this idea of money, uh, and that he's some sort of successful businessman that pushed black men to feel this way. But the fact that we feel so disconnected from what's going on, or I should say that many black men are disconnected from what's going on in the lives of the majority of black people and and other underserved uh, communities that is appalling and i don't know how we reverse that there's something going on where there are just tons of black men who i don't i don't know i don't know part of me is like they want to punish other black people or they're just out for themselves and they don't see it as like a community good. Well, I wonder how many of them are black religious men because you know, a lot of black religious men don't, they'll agree with more like with a more conservative view of like marriage, the family, abortion, this yeah. and that. Like, whereas on the other side, it's like all of these liberties that are not necessarily hand in hand with Christian, with conservative Christianity. So I would definitely yeah, say but half of them are there's in the that. Um, I mean, they're, they're t- and half of them are cheating on their wives. So, and we've talked yeah. about the imagery of Christian of um, conservative Christianity before about what we present. So, I mean, I would say that a, a huge part of that is really our religious black men from the south. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that I could see that happening. Um, like there was this, uh, there were these these YouTubers that I used to watch. Um, they're called the oh, Hodge yeah. Twins. And, like, I personally thought they were funny just because, like, I kind of looked at this, at who they were playing as more, like, characters. But then I started to realize, like... oh, yeah, Didn't they say some crazy stuff before or something like that? Well, well, before... What it was, like, their channel where they would do, like, these listener letters... Right, like they would have people write in about like their relationships, and they would give like atrocious d- advice, and just like you know, they would just give you like the wildest answers, right? But then, like one time, I think I heard them say something about I don't know, they said something about Republicans, or they said something about Democrats. Where I was just like, 
I was like, oh, that's that's odd. They rarely go into the like the mm-hmm. political stuff. And then like come to find out they're like complete Trump supporters. And these are like two mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. men. Where from? Just, like wow. Virginia. And I'm just kind of like, wow. And I'm talking about I would I wouldn't have thought it just because I would have I thought that they were kind of like this satirical comedy mm-hmm. duo. And now that I'm like, I'm like oh nah, y'all are just actually literally two black men yeah. who like Trump. And y'all 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 mess with the with the Republican Party. And so I was just like, nah, I can't even watch their channel. Yeah, anymore. yeah. I can't support it. So anyways, I don't I don't know what they're where I don't know how they were raised. I'm assuming that they might have had a uh a mom who was white it and definitely a dad who was black. Yeah. No, I think they are they are biracial and I find that a lot of the black men who wind up marrying white women tend to not really foster a uh an environment where their children are I don't want to say involved, but like they don't feel aligned with the yeah. Black but I wonder how much of an identity issue a biracial kid has. I I don't know. I think it I think it depends on on where their their parents obviously feel on like social justice issues about how they feel about their upbringing. Like I find it I find a lot of the times a lot of those people are kind of like. Oh well, you know, I grew up in in these hoods, and they were terrible. Black people just treat each other terribly, and it's like that's all they got from the from their childhood was just that they had a terrible childhood, and it's mm-hmm. because of black people. And I'm like, well, I grew up in these same neighborhoods, and like, I consider myself fortunate. I have a pretty, I feel like I have a pretty good life. But I love black people. Like, I don't. I know that like our living situations, depending on where where you live, aren't always the best. But there are black people at all levels in life, living in Harlem and living in Brooklyn and like in Bed Stuy and Crown Heights, like in Flatbush, and that's what makes the yeah. the community. You know what I mean? Like, there's people of all levels living in those communities, and so. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that thought, but there's something about those black people who leave, and especially the black men that leave and wind up like marrying women who are not black. They go off on the yeah. deep end. Yeah, and we've <laughs> so, seen it so many times. It's a thing. It is. It is. So, well, yes. So. The center of this week, for those who do not know, let me try to say it really quick. I know we're, we've been on for a while. Um, the pastor of the Hillsong New York location, I think on Fourteenth Street, oh, man. he was let go yeah. from his position because he carried on a what they called a pandemic affair. Uh, a pandemic yeah, yeah. affair. I, I read the article today, <laughs> and he um, met this girl in like Domino Park, which is like this really um, swanky park in Williamsburg. Um, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not Williamsburg. Yeah. Well, it's it's around there, and uh, yes, it's in, yes, it's yes. A Long Island City. No, right? no, it's, it's Brooklyn. It's near mm-hmm. um, 
No, it's actually near Williamsburg because I, I took the L to um Bedford. The Domino Sugar Factory, like where that was, right? uh, where it used I to be. I don't know. So yeah, um, so. he met her there, and um, very casual. And she snatched. It was funny. She said he took her number in the notes app, not the phone. Like not not. So she was like, oh, she was like, mm. oh okay, that's a thing. So then, mm. Palestine. was she black or white? So you know, and, you know he, and you know he was, mm. so he was white. So he, so, <laughs> he met the yeah, yeah, she, and she was Muslim. So oh, oh he was getting like his he, whole like right, 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 insane. right. His Mary Magdalene. <laughs> so he was right. like, um, oh, you like the Kardashians? Like kind of like fetishized. Wait, what's the word? Well, anyway, whatever. So he was yeah. like doing all of that, and then she was like, "He told her, of course, he told her he wasn't married." But then he wound up telling her, and wow. then he just said they came, they they would hang out, and they would drink mad tequila, and then they just they they just they just started hooking wow. up during the pandemic. So, obviously, so wow. then I guess when they started texting, and this is the thing about iCloud that people have to know. <laughs> These days, don't you can text whatever device is connected to said other device. You can very well see any conversation going on. I've said it before. My yep. phone, iPad, and laptop are connected in the cloud. I can literally carry. I can like drop my phone and carry the same conversation on my laptop. Wow. So it is a serious thing. Oh, it, I obviously got out and he was let go. Um, I guess he was giving it like he resigned or whatever. And maybe he did resign, but I know that he is no longer in position. I mean, that's a very popular church. They had at least seven services yeah. every Sunday. So, wow. Uh, what do you think? I don't even know. First of all, I don't even know how you have seven services. Yo, it's literally like nine, eleven, <laughs> yeah. one, three, five, and seven. I'm like, wow, that's way that's like. Is much. it the same band? I, I don't know. It has to be. Like, I don't even know how you how you do a sound check. You can only you only have. And my thing is like, there ain't that check, many so people. Like, like the building was already huge. Unless they're getting like tourists, oh, I don't know. Man. But I'm just like, bro, that's a lot of services. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, okay, so my question would be, is he getting a divorce? Is he leaving her for this for this woman? I mean, maybe his wife is about to just straight up divorce him anyways. Like well but like you know this guy is also Justin Bieber's well, like Justin counselor. Bieber, I follow him on Instagram. So that's a so that so that's a thing. Wow. The bees yeah, so unfold him. Like, I saw that online today. So, I what I will say is I went to his page and of course he took the comments off his last post. I said, okay, great, interesting. People always do that. Mm-hmm. He said, um, I'm going to work on my relationship with my wife. So I guess they're going to work it out. And she actually kind of defended the girl. Actually defended him. Said, you know, well, it was during the pandemic. He probably felt a little lost because he had nothing to do. He had there was no church. So he got bored or whatever. So, I mean, this there was oh my gosh, there was mad stuff to do. Yeah. People were dying. <laughs> People yeah. needed comfort. If there was ever a time to be a pastor, yeah, yeah. this was it. 
drink and it you tequila. Out there yeah, being a crusader. Like, <laughs> my man was killing Yo. this Muslim chick. I'm assuming no, she, she was Muslim. Muslim. For all I know. She I mean, I mean, she, she said she was Muslim, oh, she but she was, was open. You know, for uh, open for anything. Wow. <laughs> Wow. But no, 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 no. I mean, she, wow. she was, she was, she was Muslim, <laughs> and then she said she was um, kind of like looking, you know, to see what what she could do. Um, I mean, it's the it's the, it's a tale as old as time. Like, I don't really know. Like, the, yeah, <sighs> I, I, I think one, he was wrong. Like, that's the first thing. Like. And he was wrong for what he did. Um, I would just be curious as to what he felt drove him to mm-hmm. do this. Right? Like, it's... You are a very popular mm-hmm. and public figure in the church. Like, you have celebrities coming to you for your counsel. And you're out here during a pandemic mm-hmm. cheating on your wife. So something, like, I mean, of all the times to do it, I don't know that this was the this was it. Like, people are going to know if you're outside because mm-hmm. everyone's mm-hmm. inside. You know, like, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. And it's not like you, like, what are you supposed to tell your wife? Oh, I'm going out to Brooklyn to, right. to do what? <laughs> you're supposed to be inside. <laughs> you're not supposed yeah, to be Yeah, yeah. So that's wild to me. Um man, I just I I'm sure his wife is super yeah, embarrassed. And I'm sure the church itself as a whole is is really embarrassed because they're not just here in New York. They're all, they're all over, over the, the world, world yeah. aren't they? They're literally like a, a worldwide organization. D- dare I say denomination. Yeah, it just... And so you were like... I, I'm, I, you weren't the number one guy because that's the crazy thing. I don't even know who the number one guy is it's, at Hillsong. Right, but right, I know right. Who It's Brian were. Houston. That's the number one guy. It's, oh, okay, Brian Houston. So like, I wouldn't have even known that, but I knew who Carl who um who Carl Wentz was because of your relationship yeah. to Justin Bieber and you've been on like the Breakfast Club, which I would argue is probably not just the most one of the most influential radio shows in the US, but literally around the world. Mm-hmm. I think people watch that thing. So so you sir are the representation of yeah. your church. And for you to be getting caught with a, like, like a potential this, member, it's just so scandalous. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. I think. Well, I think I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go in for a second. Well, yeah. I feel that people need to address what they need and go about it in a certain way. Because how many? How many times are we gonna be like, mm. why you? Ch-? I mean, I listen. You you, you take vows. Take them seriously. That's what you really should be doing. However, if you there's something you yeah. feel like you need to do, I feel like there should be a way that you do it and you do not bring shame upon you yourself. You're 
your whatever organization you're in, whether it be a church or a job, and most importantly, your family. And I feel that this was just sloppy, yeah. but he ain't the first. He's like the 10,000th to do something like this. Like John Gray just got caught again, right. supposedly. So, yeah, like, I mean, it, <laughs> he's wild. <laughs> that dude is wild. But, you know, I... Listen, because we don't really know what's, what's we don't we don't know what's going on in their marriage bed. Like maybe he was like, "Baby, maybe I I need more yeah, of don't. this," and maybe she was like, "I'm tired." You know, and any we don't know what is going on, so right, we don't know if right. he was like at his last straw. But what I will say, what I would suggest is that there are other ways to do certain things, and you know, I won't share them right now. But there, I feel like there are other ways to get things done that. Would not just bring such shame because this girl just because because my thing is well I guess the wife did find it because I was about to say who told like how did it get out but no the wife the the wife did find yeah stuff. yeah I mean I I I feel like for most people who get into these um, who wind up cheating on their spouses or their significant others I think what keeps them. What, what allows them to mm-hmm. do it is like mm-hmm. the rush. I think a lot of it is just like adrenaline. A lot of it is, you know, this person mm-hmm. is new. Mm-hmm. They're exciting, you know, and and that is such uh, an alluring thing. Like it's such an alluring driver for humans to just yeah do something new and to try new stuff. And like, you know, if you can get away yeah. with it too. Yeah. Oh, uh, this taboo. Forbidden fruit. <laughs> Forbidden fruit. Oh man, that's all you need to yeah. tell somebody. Because like the first, <laughs> they can't. You yeah. can't. You're telling it, it, it drives them crazy. I'm gonna go do. Yeah, it. yeah. Oh, people love being told no. You can't. <laughs> but I think. I mean, it's mm-hmm. think about when you're first talking to someone, like those first few dates. It's like so thrilling. It was like, oh, are they gonna hit? Are they gonna hit me up? Should I hit them up? All yeah. that games, all that dancing, it's so thrilling. I mean, yep. compared to being like married for like fifteen years, it's like okay, you're taking the trash out. Like, not that, ch- and I think there are ways. Not that I know, but I think there are ways to. I guess you can keep your marriage, um, not not high. I don't mean sexual. I mean just like you can keep you keep you f- fresh or like fulfilling. Fresh. Um, but you know that just takes work and it takes a mind. It's a mindset. But but obviously, you know, when something new comes yeah. along, it's you ain't dealt with it before. It's just like it's thrilling. It is what it is. And he's he and, he, and I I'm, I just read the article right just now. He said he told this girl that Middle Eastern women are the best looking women in the world. So oh he just like really God. carried on with it. <laughs> yeah, like he, he was giving. And, it to I, her. I don't know how. I feel about it. Oh, My was like, if I knew he was like drinking tequila down. Like, like drinking it down and like plowing this girl. Like, <laughs> I mean, we grew up a little. Di- I mean, obviously, but it's like, I don't know if I want to hear about my past, like oh, tearing down tequila, like, like, cause you know, I, I'm I open don't. to like, okay, cause you know, we grew up like dr- thinking drinking was at least I did that drinking was wrong, but you know, obviously, I'm more open to like, okay, like a drink or whatever, but like, I don't want to hear about my past, like taking down shots. And she, and she said they did it all the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I don't want. I want. They were like doing that. Like every time they linked up, they were like drinking. Wow. I'm like, okay. Wow. And I'm sure. I'm sure. In some. In some sense. I don't want to make this sound like I'm putting it on her, but I can very much. 
I can see a situation in which if you if if you're if this pastor is coming up to you and you know they clearly like I guess with the title of pastor kind of comes this idea that this person is holier than thou or like they they kind of think of themselves as I don't want to say better but essentially mm-hmm. they think of themselves as better right there is something also very exciting about no no you, you're actually <sighs> saying the right thing I know what you're saying but I'm gonna say there's something there's something yes no you're talking right <laughs> that is yes. also very exciting yes too. and it's like you're not going it's not like you're trying to take them down it's just like okay it's like I want to see you want to see yeah. how far you can push this person to go like against really? what yes. they proclaim, especially especially since he's already he's already opened up the door, right? Like if he's already drinking with you and you now know that he's got a wife, like oh you're not as you're not as like good as you proclaim to be. I'm going yeah. to see how far I can push this too. And I think that's I think that's also an alluring thing for, yeah. for people to see how far they can push people beyond their I guess yeah. I would even like scale it down limits. to like a regular Christian married couple like just an average couple it's like and you find this other woman coming in. Okay, now I want to come in between this. I want to see it's it's kind of like hot to see I guess yeah how you can like break that bond up. I don't know, it's like it's so interesting, but I do think on that and there are men who do it too. I'm, I'm oh, not yeah, putting no, 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 this no. all on women. We're not putting this all on women. There are definitely men who show oh, please. up that's even and worse. try to break up people's they, marriages. That's worse. So, that's worse. Yeah. Because <laughs> we really, we're not just trying to break up a marriage. We're trying to make sure yeah, this man it's, knows it's, 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 People are crazy. <laughs> that's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wild i just um, think i don't know what but yeah he's 42 uh-huh. i don't know what he I, I can see him like taking some time off and then writing a book that's the best thing he can do oh yeah, yeah. the book the, is gonna the come, book, the, the, book is gonna come. the book is coming he may start his own flock or whatever yeah um how <laughs> right Muhammad found this through a palestinian <laughs> woman <laughs> well speaking of flock <laughs> right. thank you everyone for listening tonight uh we definitely went from a to z this evening uh do us a favor follow us on instagram of saints and sinners podcast and twitter's of saints and sinners pod right of saints center pod yeah of saints center pod well we love you all we'll see you all next week we'll have a lot a lot of um, new juicy topics to discuss uh have a good night y'all see y'all later peace